Yo, this is John from Noise Dosage Media, and this episode is brought to you by Begrudgingly Benny. Interested in putting something horrific and grotesque on your next piece of merch? Benny is tucked away in the fiery depths of COVID quarantine, blasting the filthiest of old school death metal and drawing hideous creatures that he is waiting for you to adopt. Go over to Instagram and follow at Benny and contact him if you would like some really weird original art for your band or label. Super professional, highly recommended. We are live. All okay. Right. So let me just start it off here. Let me uh let me just get straight to business. So Isaac, you know, what are some things like you want to achieve within the next two years of blood incantation? Uh, interesting, man. Um, well, I think I mean, as you know, and as everyone knows, uh Many of the things that bands have been working on for a while is now uh, completely on hold uh, mm. because of you know the coronavirus. Uh, and so so this year was going to be a big touring year for us. Um, we were supposed to be going to Europe and to Asia and Australia, um, probably do some states stuff as well. So of course, that's all you know out the window. So uh, we've really been kind of changing our game plan um, in, in a, you know, in accordance with that. So it's kind of hard to say, um, you know, yesterday we just had uh, the live stream. Yes, dude. From, uh, so yeah. good. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, yeah. We did that live stream from the rehearsal space. We actually recorded that about like four or five months ago. Um, so it's just been a long time just getting it ready and, and waiting for the right time to, to put it out. But um, yeah, the response has been really good for that. So, you know, we might look at doing some more stuff like that in the, in the future. Um, and we're also working on uh, a new sort of direction, which, you know, I can kind of hint at, but um, basically it will involve stuff that's uh, closer to maybe like a, like soundtrack music, ambient music. Right. Uh, Right, I was hearing a lot of sound. Like when I saw you guys with Cannibal Corpse, I didn't, I didn't hear a lot of soundtracks from what I remember. So yeah. that's new. From it's yeah, it's kind of new. Um, we've had you know uh, synth and ambient parts on uh, a lot of our mm-hmm. records. So you know, we want to kind of delve into that a little more. It's also easier to just uh, sit in our practice space and just kind of work on stuff like that now that we don't have any shows coming up and uh, stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would just keep an eye out for, uh, some different sorts of things that will not be, not be of the ordinary blood incantation type, type of thing. So. Oh shit. Nice. All right. Yeah, I, I'm hoping to see, uh, I'm hoping to see that live stream go over to like VHS or something. I gotta, that, that is, <laughs> that's in the works. That's in the works. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon, yeah. shoot, shoot off some questions while I share this all over, uh, platforms and stuff. Well, I was going over your, uh, the, I want to say like, this was the coolest, one of the coolest things I saw in a record was the, the Stargate Research Society thing. Yeah. Um, what are your influences outside of music and how does that like lend to the way you guys create music? Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, like anything, uh, we're influenced by so many things that, um, 
you know, are outside of music and outside of metal in, in general, right? Uh, so uh, if you have the the record, um, there is a list, and, and in the booklet you have there, there is a big list of, the back. of uh, books uh, in that in that booklet there. Um, so I mean, of course, there's tons of stuff. Of course, in the in the metaphysics and um, you know meditational Zen Buddhist uh, stuff like Ram Dass, be here now, stuff like Alan Watts, uh, stuff like Joseph Campbell. Um, you know, lots of like more transcendent stuff. Uh, you know, we try to obviously, you know, a lot of people kind of ask us about like the aliens and the conspiracy stuff a lot because that's yeah. all hell yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> it's always like the easiest kind of thing to to target in our in our lyrics and stuff. But mm-hmm. even though we're we're really interested in kind of looking beyond just the the basic context of human society. That also means, you know, when you're questioning things, you know, you should question everything. So that that includes uh, the history that we've been taught. That includes, um, you know, the belief systems and the culture and everything like that. And then that also includes uh, your own mind. And so that, that's kind of like where we're kind of going and, and have been going for a long time is is more focused on uh, the inner space as opposed to outer space, even though they're both equally important and they're both uh intertwined so it's not it's not that they're really that different so you know the stargate research society that's actually um our uh our label and also um organization that uh we as a band are a part of and um we we will and uh stargate research society themselves will be um creating more materials uh reading materials and also um probably sound materials as well. Nice. Yeah, you pretty much like answered all the questions I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you all about uh, everything that you're doing outside. Kind of like like stuff like this is super, I mean, super interesting to me. Um, I started getting into stuff like that when I started reading uh, like Grant Morrison comic books and stuff. I don't know if you ever read him, but it's all about like transcend, uh, transcendent meditation. and. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really into a lot of those, uh, those kind of off the beat comics like... Uh, you know, Alan Moore and stuff like that too. Um, you know, Swamp Thing really touch touches. It's funny because like, you know, uh, when I first heard of Swamp Thing, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> it sounds kind of stupid when you first hear of it. But when I, when I read those Alan Moore comics, it really blew my mind. And it, it does get into like a deeper psychedelic, you know, cosmic, uh, you know, consciousness type of thing. So yeah, yeah. Puts you on a road of questioning exactly yeah i think i like one of the coolest things about your band like the music is amazing but there's not really a lot of alien bands like that just stick like how do i put it like rings of saturn but that's not death metal (laughs) yeah uh actually rings it's funny because uh after we put out our ep it has that bruce pennington art um for interdimensional extinction that has uh like a saturn-esque planet uh with a a rings of like skulls and bones and stuff and all these people were comparing us to rings of saturn and stuff (laughs) they're doing their own thing and that's fine like um you know technically they're very proficient musicians it's 100 percent not my type of thing at all um right right but uh yeah so it was just funny that you know kind of comparing us to that and then of course you know i think there was a lot of that type of like technical deathcore that was like flirting with sci-fi stuff around that time. And 
so yeah, we're we're definitely not uh, <laughs> part of that uh, at all. But you know, in in our in our view, like you know, there's been tons of bands doing like space or alien type of stuff for a long time. It's just not, I guess, it's not been as prevalent in death metal. Um, you know, there's definitely like more cosmic esque uh, black right, metal, right. Bands. and there's like, of course you know, you go back and we're very influenced by, um, a lot of the space rock of the seventies. Um, so, you know, Hawkwind and Pink Floyd and stuff like that, um, yeah. gong and whatnot. So, you know, um, for us, it was just kind of like a natural thing that was like, really, we, when we started the band, Paul and I, um, that was really the first thing that we, we latched on together was talking about space and sci-fi, but not in the context of like, you know, I guess Star Wars or something, you know what I mean? Like, it, mm-hmm. I mean, I like Star Wars, like the original to three, but, uh, but otherwise, you know, it's not, it's not so much about that science fiction or science fantasy, I guess, is what, what a lot of that stuff is like. It's more about like kind of the deeper, um, kind of like, yeah, more like cerebral stuff. Um, I mean, things come to mind like, you know, a lot of John Carpenter films, like The Thing and stuff like that, um, where it's like science fiction, but it's also like, you know, it's it's like horror, alien weirdness. Um, but it's really also just talking about like this weird, uh, you know, shape-shifting type of entity. Where, um, so yeah, I think that's kind of like where we got into everything. And we wanted to kind of take the band in a different sort of direction than I think a lot of like other sci-fi bands. Um, the one band that does come to mind is uh, Nocturnus. Yeah. Oh yeah. And their, their uh, first two albums were very, very pivotal for us as well. So what did you think of the, uh, their newest album that came out last year? You know, it's, I, I, I actually really liked it. Um, we actually got to see them in Czech Republic a little bit ago, a couple years ago. Oh, yeah? And they were playing stuff from that. And then they were playing stuff from the key. And they even played like one Morbid Angel song, which was pretty sick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they, and they, yeah, like I think that they're doing a great job of, I mean, it's just, it's pretty much just Mike Brown and like a bunch of other guys. But yeah. it's, it's really the closest that you could get to like another Nocturnus record at this point. Right on. <laughs> so here's a question off the bat here. You know, I saw that you guys do splits and stuff. What would be, if you had to pick like any band that you could do a split with, who would it be? Oh man. Well, uh, I mean, right, like right now, like right now, right now. that's happening. Well, um, you know, we've talked, we, to, to be honest, um, you know, we've only done the one split with spectral voice, which is, you know, right. Three fourths of the same band. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Whereas like uh, Spectral Voice has done a lot of different splits. So that's kind of like more of their sort of thing. Um, Blood Incantation is not as much of a split band. I, I think that's just because we we're very like specific about our presentation of the band. Uh, not that Spectral Voice isn't. They're still very specific about the splits they do and who they do them with. But um, to find a band that would kind of fit into that with Blood Incantation would be fairly difficult. But um We've actually been talking to, uh, well, for a long time, we've been talking to uh, Demolich um, a lot and about possibly doing something with their newer project. Um, but I, it's they have a new name, but I, I'm not at liberty to really say what that is. So, yeah. Well, you have sparked my interest. That's, 
That'd be sick. Yeah, we've been talking about it for like a couple of years, so who knows about right. it? But <laughs> uh, here's the hope. Yeah, Brandon made me addicted to that band like a couple months ago. Yeah, I mean Nesbeth is one of one of like the craziest death metal records ever. So um, oh, yeah. yeah, we're. I mean, you know, I think people. A lot of people say we sound like this band or this band. I mean, we. I, I will confirm that I have written riffs for Blood Incantation that are definitely inspired by Demolich, but you know, we're not trying to be a Demolich like worship band or anything. But that yeah. big, 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 big influence for us. So yeah, right on. Um, so I saw you guys, Brandon. Did you see them like live? I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. When you guys did the, uh, it was that the Morbid Angel uh, tour. Yeah, because right. that's where I saw them too. Oh, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, and yeah, it was. I mean, that was incredible. Then I got the uh, the uh, the live cassette, which was super cool. And then, man, the 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 backside of that cassette was just. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love what I. You guys are like amazing at doing like a. You're more. It almost more than just a band like you guys like have this like big image and even with all your like side projects it's just like you guys just know it's you're really good with like that world building almost like it's just seemed yeah. you seem like bigger than a band i mean <laughs> the, the live presence was super cool so props right and, well that's that's awesome to hear. um yeah i mean you know ultimately uh art should really take you out of your everyday life so that's kind of that's the idea for any of our bands is that it's it's a it is a world you know it's it's a place and you can go there when you see us live you can put on the record you know you can there's a lot of ways to access that so uh, much in the same way that you know a, a great novel can take you oh, yeah. or whatever so um, yeah that's that's definitely the idea so that's good that's awesome where did you guys uh, see us just curious I saw you know Cannibal Corpse is from like hometown of Buffalo right. Oh right, yeah. Well, that's where I'm from. Oh, so wow. that show was like <laughs> insane because, like, seeing them, like, overall that lineup was amazing. Yeah. But then, then the fact that it was Cannibal Corpse's hometown show, mm -hmm. like, the energy was just there, like, from the beginning to the end. Yeah. And yeah, Cannibal, I, they're they're an insanely good live band. I gotta say, like, I've. Honestly, like I, I never was like a, a huge Cannibal Corpse fan. Um, even when I was younger, I, I like you know I heard the, like a lot of the classics at a young age, but um, I never saw them live until we when we went on tour with them. Actually, it's funny because they would play a lot, and I just never got to see them. And then finally going on tour with them, I saw them like twenty something times in a row or whatever. And right. <laughs> it's awesome. Like it, they they kill it every night for sure. Yeah. What would be like your fondest memory from that tour and then the incantation tour? Because I talked to the incantation guys and they're oh, um, so nice. Uh, emulation? Em emulation shot. Sorry. Emulation. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Fondest memories, man. I mean, it's it's crazy because uh, it was kind of a whirlwind and we were on tour with our really good friends in Necrot as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was. I would say probably the 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 pinnacle show of that tour for us was uh, New York City because we played um, in Manhattan, like uh, at the PlayStation Theater, the Sony PlayStation Theater, um, to like a couple thousand people or whatever, and it was it was crazy. Like, and we have a lot of friends in New York too, so there was just like a ton of people who we knew, and and just like this huge, you know, awesome show with this awesome stage great sound all that stuff um right. i mean just honestly the whole tour itself was um 
really something that we had been working towards our, our whole career. I mean, if you had asked us at any point, like what our dream tour would be, it would a hundred percent be morbid angel. Like that is, mm-hmm. that's our, you know, that's our biggest influence for sure. Um, we don't, you know, we don't pretend that it's not like, you know, that's, <laughs> that's like our favorite band. So, um, yeah, just, just the ability to go play. And, you know, it was the Steve Tucker morbid angel as well. Cause I've seen morbid angel before, um, you know, with David Vincent and now also with Steve Tucker. So it's, but it was cool to see the, the, the Steve Tucker songs, especially the formulas songs, which are some of my favorites. So that was really sick. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. The, um, I missed the the freaking immolation tour, but oh, yeah, just talking to those guys, they're so nice. Like I could just imagine I feel like half the battle is just trying to like stay level on tour. Like because yeah. I haven't done it before. So Yeah, um, I mean for us, you know, uh we've been touring for a while with a bunch of different bands. Um Mm-hmm. At this point, it's just a matter of um, getting the job done and doing it right and being trying to give 100% every night, you know, and that means like, you know, not not really partying or, or doing any of that stuff. So, you know, trying to stay really focused on on the uh, the work at hand and emulation are 100% those guys as well. So it was just so awesome to tour with like these guys who have been doing it for like basically since we've been alive, you know, mm-hmm. and they've been in the scene and they've, they've always kind of had their underground clout, you know, they're like just this classic band that's um, they've always been sick, you know, and yeah. they've never, they've never uh, really, really wrecked it. Like, you know, some other. <laughs> so, but it was like, it was really cool to, you know, just have them there as just kind of this role model of like what, you know, how to do it and how to do it for a long time and maintain the energy because you know as you get older you know you just can't sleep on floors at punk houses anymore especially being a drummer man you're doing you're doing the leg work (laughs) (laughs) yeah man i mean it's uh it's a workout every night so it's yeah it's important to it's funny too that you yeah you were at the buffalo show like i was i think i was like passed out for like half of that show uh like in the front room like where all the merch was i was like sitting at our merch table just like asleep and I didn't even, I just put in earplugs and I literally just closed my eyes and fell asleep for like an hour. And then they were like, Oh dude, we gotta like, we gotta go play. Gotta play. <laughs> oh, we're dude. Yeah, let's do it. So yeah. Like, all right, man. <laughs> well, that's kind of what tour is all about is like finding the sleep when you can and finding the food when you can and all that stuff. But yeah, dude, like the, the emulation guys are seriously some of the nicest people we've ever toured with. Um, you know, like they, all every every member of that band is just super nice, super chill, and they they've all been around the block, so they they know what's going on. Right. So here's a uh, question. I'm curious about your answer. Yeah. When it comes down to like the fundamentals of like death metal, what would you consider like something that's like essential? Like, what's a necessity? <laughs> um. Interesting. Um, I mean, I guess it kind of depends, but um, I think it's more of like a feeling than like a specific trope or something. Because right, right, you, know, you can write death metal about anything pretty much as long as it's, I guess, like dark enough. I mean, some bands try to kind of skirt that even too, so it's kind of hard to say. But and then 
you know, not all death metal bands have double bass drums. Not all death metal bands have blast mm-hmm. beats. Um, not all death metal bands are down tuned, you know, like, right. Right. Death is not down tuned a lot of the time. Um, so I think it's, it's more of like a feeling than it is like a, like, yeah, like a, an instrument or something. And it's kind of one of those things that you can, you can really tell mm-hmm. I, it's, it's when you've been listening to it enough, you can tell when it's maybe something that's, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to know anything <laughs> in particular, but um, I think it's that we talk a lot about how like the core influence is really like, that's kind of like been a thing in the metal scene for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I think that's kind of like the big difference is like that, that core influence versus not, that's kind of like where I kind of say like, that's like the re- real death metal doesn't have that in my, in my, in my mind, but you know, it's like, it's not me makes them, you know, whatever. Right. But, right. uh, but you know, I think if you're going to, if you're going to play real death metal, then it has to come from the the metal that metal side and i think that it's important to to embrace the the early influences you know not just the the stuff that's coming out now and like you know i see you know bands being like oh like referencing you know i don't know like tomb mold or something as like an influence and it's like all right that's cool but like go back further man like go go to like right right like you listen to like judas priest painkiller and there's like basically death metal riffs on that record but like if the vocals just make it not death metal, you know what I mean? And uh, same thing with like Candlemass, like Candlemass is like almost death doom, but they, they just don't have death metal growls on it. So I guess maybe it's death metal growls. That's, that's what requires it to be death metal. I don't know. (laughs) There you go. Pretty much. (laughs) Dude, I was watching some funny ass black metal documentary the other day. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it said something like they can be black metal if they preach about Satan, I'm like, dude, come on, man. Like, I don't subscribe to that about black metal either. I, you know, people say that venom, you know, that that was the documentary. Obviously they invented the term and, you know, they are very pivotal in the creation of black metal. You know, I'm never going to debate that or whatever, but if you listen to it, the, the music is more akin to like thrash metal or something like that. But again, this gets down to like the whole thing about genre ties in general. I think that if a band is is good, they'll they'll really transcend that genre anyways. So, you know, I mean, even though, like for example, like I don't know, I, one of, I, I like the band Opeth quite a lot. Um, they were hell yeah, they were quite a pivotal band for me in high school for sure. Um, and their their earlier and middle stuff is definitely death metal. It just happens to also be like prog rock or whatever, right? Or right, rock death metal or whatever. Um, I don't think that makes it less death metal necessarily, um, but they definitely transcend whatever genre you're trying to put on them or, or anything like that. Same thing with like Pink Floyd or something like, you know, you could call them a rock band, but that doesn't really scratch the surface, you know? So I, I think that's kind of the issue with, with genres in general. So. Right. Right. I feel like, like... go ahead. Go ahead. You're good. I was just going to say, just all seems so, uh, I get I, aside from like the old school death metal revival, it just seems so. Everything's like seems like this big one big like murky swamp of like so many different genres being put together, and I yeah. think that's like huge. That's why like I'm so into black and death metal because it sounds. I mean, it's kind of been around for a little bit, but it, I feel like there's so many genres that are kind of going in there. And I think like you know like bands like uh, like Portal or uh, 
yeah. suffering now are like, you know, good examples of you don't really need any kind of, you know, they have those like pivotal old school influences, but for the most part, it just sounds like something so weird and exotic and, and new. It's like really yeah. pushing the genre forward a little bit. Yeah, I mean, honestly, all of the death metal bands that I really like don't sound very similar to each other, to be honest. Uh, I mean, like, Gorguts is super different from Death, you know, uh, yeah. and it's super different from Morbid Angel, and, you know, and then even, like, yeah, like, newer bands, like, Ulcerate and stuff, like, you know, just doing, Ooh. you know, new and, and different with the with the genre. So, yeah, I think it, it's, it's just one of those issues. Um, you know, people will always say like, Oh, like this isn't true black metal or this isn't true death metal or whatever. But, you know, I think that's it. There's also that what you were saying, like about this, like old school death metal revival, just kind of watering down whatever death metal is in, in a way. I don't know, but that's, that's another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's skipping over like the uh, monumental bands basically. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it, we're, we're the thing about our band is that we we like old bands and we also like really old bands like you know gong and camel and yes and king crimson and stuff like that so like eventually i honestly don't even know if we would call ourselves death metal um we're just like a metal band that happens to do growls and crazy stuff so I don't know. right <laughs> um so me and brandon were talking the other day right and we want to know how you guys acquired the gong. Oh, yeah. That's actually yeah. good. <laughs> um, so we, we took, uh, we, we, we often kind of do like band uh, field trips, as we like to call them, um, where, you know, we'll all go do something together that is band related, um, but is maybe, you know, not music related, right? So uh just recently in denver they had the uh gem fossil and rock show um which is like a basically like a flea market for like fossils and crystals and and all kinds of weird stuff um it was like this big at this big complex um here in denver and so we we just went as a band and we we were kind of in the we were looking for some stuff for the for the practice space just to kind of you know, influence the the vibes, <laughs> as it were. But uh, we found this whole booth that was actually it's it's the most hippie stuff you could ever hear of. But uh, <laughs> it's called uh, sound healing, <laughs> and it's uh, yeah, yeah, the singing bowl. Yeah, so singing yeah. bowls, and uh, they had those like hand pans that you can like you know ha uh, all that type of stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> And a bunch of gongs and we've actually so we actually used a gong on the last record um that that i rented through my brother because uh my brother works as like a music teacher at a school here in aurora and he had a gong so i was like oh can i just borrow that for this record <laughs> we used it we used it and i was like wow this is, this is awesome all of us were like we just need one you know and yeah they're fairly they're, they're fairly expensive so when we right. were, i can just imagine shipping like Oh, exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, the ones they sell at guitar center are just, you know, that's crap. Oh. We're not trying to, we're not trying to do that. So, so we've, so yes. Yeah, so <laughs> we're at the gem show and uh, we happened upon this booth that was just, yeah, a ton of gongs, a ton of all this other stuff. And they had, we were, we, we asked the lady who was running the, the booth, we're like, what is the biggest gong that you have? Like, <laughs> like, 
Well, uh, one that's not this other one over here because they had one that was like all etched with mandalas and like crazy Sanskrit and stuff. And they were they were saying like, oh, well, that one, that's the biggest one, but that's $8,000. Uh, <laughs> we're like, okay, cool. We can't, yeah, not that. But maybe someday, someday for sure. And then she was like, well, this is the other biggest one. And and we we, uh, we were able to, you know, haggle with her and, and we took it home. So we we now have our own, uh, blood incantation gong. I think <laughs> the only band I know that is used like a gong that I've seen in person is Van Halen. Like that's I saw, true. I saw it in like a museum. Next Van Halen. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I mean, you know, for us, like uh, again, you know, I've said it before, multiple times. I think already in this this interview, but Pink Floyd is a huge influence, and uh, you know, the live at Pompeii, for example, that's like we're trying to. We're trying to get there. That's that's our next oh yeah logical step. So, what's your opinion on animals? That's my favorite record by them. Oh man, I mean honestly, that's that's my like that's my go to um, for when I'm just if I just want to put on a like a Pink Floyd record just to jam on. Um, that's something that's you know it's just got riffs and it's just it's got a great just mood the whole time. Right, right. Uh, but you know, they're they're one of those bands. It's really hard to to pick a favorite because they're all so different and so great. Um, you know, I just watched this documentary on the making of Dark Side of the Moon, which is like obviously it's like one of the most overhyped records of all time. Everyone has like a poster of it in their dorm room or whatever. But it's like it's it's an important pivotal record. You know, it, it changed. Right, people. right. I mean, but all what what is your opinion on the wall? Oh interesting uh i it's i'm not as big of a fan of that one that's kind of me neither me neither that's like my i don't i can't say it's my least favorite but it's definitely not like the best record they have yeah i mean it's just very roger waters kind of like preaching from his pedestal type of thing which is Mm -hmm. fun uh the movie's cool um especially when you're experimenting with illicit substances as a teenager um but uh but yeah, no. Uh, but like Piper at the Gates of Dawn, the first record with Sid Barrett, like that—that's an incredible record. Um, right. Metal, of course, is an incredible record. Obscured by Clouds, Adam Hart Mother. I mean, they're just all so good. Um, Wish You Were Here is great too. I mean, if you kind of take away the 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 one radio single, which is you know the Wish You Were Here song, mm. but, but like uh, Shine on You Crazy Diamond is like in- insane. It's so good. But right, yeah. Oh, well, I'm trying to think of other classics that people love. I mean, like as a drummer, what what about Rush, man? Like, yeah, I mean, you know, you know what? I I, I like Rush a lot. Um, it's kind of funny that you say that as a drummer type of thing because as a as I was growing up, uh, you know, playing drums, people would always be like, "Dude, Neil Peart, right? Neil Peart." Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Dude, that's what I mean. Uh, it's kind of the same as like with Danny Carey from Tool or like John Bonham. It's like people are just they just assume that you love them, you know. And it's like I, they're all great drummers. Like I'm not saying that they're not, but those aren't the guys that I'm like all about. Right, right, right. I, I like Rush for sure, but they're not in my. They're actually not in my like top list of prog bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're talking about like drummers and stuff, like Bill Bruford from. Uh, from Yes and King Crimson, um, he's he's a huge influence. Um, so a lot of those guys, um, and then for newer newer people, um, he now plays in King Crimson. But Gavin Harrison, uh, who's playing, who plays with 
King Crimson now, but used to be in uh, Porcupine Tree and stuff like okay. that. So, so yeah, th- th- I mean, you know, but still, I mean, of course, yeah, Rush is, Rush is cool. <laughs> it, I mean, like, that's always the topic when, when people say drums or like, oh, man, freaking Rush. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, in, in, in death metal, what do you what do you look up to? Oh man, uh, I mean, there's there's so many great players. I mean, now and also back in the day. Um, but definitely, I mean, Pete Sandoval was a big influence for for double kick stuff. Um, and actually, it's 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 kind of interesting because I, I actually I come from more of a black metal background, so. There we when, go. I, when I was learning to play drums, I was more interested in that stuff. So I was really influenced by like Frost from like Satyricon and, and uh, 1349. Like his, the, the first couple 1349 records were like huge. I was like, I'd never heard someone play drums like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and Martin, Martin Lopez from, from Opeth was a huge influence as well. So those were right. kind of like the first, the first people when I was first, playing drums that I was like, God, I gotta, I gotta play like that. Um, but yeah, over time it, there's just, there's a lot of people I'm like trying to rack my brain. I mean, you know, Thomas Hockey from, from Meshuga. Um, I don't know. There's just so many people across the board. So. <laughs> All right. So, so you talked about black metal. Yeah. Me, me and Brandon are big fans. What is like a good release that has came out this year that you really like? Oh man, uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce that one. Is it Achilles? Achilles. <laughs> Have you heard of that band? Uh, yeah, I actually know a couple of the people that are in it. Um, I actually really? I haven't listened to it yet. I maybe I should give it a, a shot. I actually I haven't listened to it, but um, the Dreaming. I think it's called the Dreaming Eye. That is like my favorite black metal album huh. to date. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Uh, <laughs> I'm not super up to date about what's kind of currently coming out. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I haven't really listened to too many like releases that have just come out. I I'm trying to think of like the last thing that I bought that was like a new record. But uh, as far as like a band that's like a death metal band that just came out with something, um, that band Faceless Burial just came out with a record called Speciation. Oh, uh, yeah. That's really good. Uh, of course, Necrot just put out a, a, a record. Oh, dude, so good. Those guys are our homies, uh, good good friends. So Luca's a really cool guy to talk to, man. Yeah, Super he's nice. A, yeah, yeah. Luca, Chad, um, you know, Sonny. They're all three of them. Good guys. Good guys. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's uh, a black metal band right now. I mean, yeah. I, honestly, I don't really. I don't really know. I, I listen to, I sound like an old, old fart saying this, but I, I really just listen to stuff that's like from like the nineties <laughs> yeah, and like early 2000 um, for sure as well. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Kids yeah. these days, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I more, um, Paysage de Hiver, uh, the, the, the Swiss uh, black metal band, he just released, involved which is like a huge crazy i just got that box set he just released that so that's i think that's like the newest thing i got but yeah are you are you shuffling through your cassettes over there <laughs> yeah i'm trying to see i was i was just gonna bring up swevin if you ever if you oh yeah that. yeah i was a i was a fan of morbus cron their, oh, their other band. Yeah, yeah. 
I actually haven't listened to Swevin yet. I need to, I need to, well, I've listened to the album, but not that, not that a new band. Um, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's like a, um, it's a little bit lighter. And, uh, so it's like diet Morbus Cron, but I guess diet would be the worst. I mean, a bad thing to say, but it's, uh, it's Morbus Cron just kind of, uh, expanding themselves and like, just not, subjugating themselves to a uh, death metal or black metal or whatever they want to be yeah they seem to be going in that direction um yeah. on, on the albums webin uh i could tell that the the main guy i don't know his name off the top of my head but i know that he was really like into you know 70s prog and and um like kind of had like a psychedelic kind of post-rock vibe yeah this new one's like super psychedelic really good Cool. Yeah, no, I'll, have to, I'll have to check that out for sure. Um, uh, another band that you guys need to check out. Uh, I'm gonna put this shameless. I gotta get a. I gotta get a notepad. Uh, <laughs> is uh, a band called Slam 420. You gotta check that Slam out. Slam 420. Yeah, they're a new new band. Gotta check it out. What? <laughs> yeah, it's just, just Hydro Slam. You just gotta yeah. I gotta check that. Are they out. on YouTube? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Let me guess, they're like a, a slamming deathcore band. Not deathcore. It's just slam death metal in the most stupid way possible. <laughs> How's a, and I might be saying this wrong, but like Cottonon? Oh, yeah. Um, like Cottonon, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, How's that going? That's another project that I've uh, been in for a while. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's a couple of the guys in Wayfair and myself. Um, and then we have uh, a couple other members as well and uh so we put out that demo um mm-hmm. earlier this year um it's been you know it's the whole point of it was really just to showcase what the band um was about and what it sounded mm-hmm. like we had actually written one of those songs back in like me uh myself and uh jamie uh, the the guitarist um we had written that song with uh the other guitarist eric back in like 2010 or something like that mm-hmm. We've been sitting on that stuff for a long time and, and finally, you know, got it recorded and got got that demo done. So now we're like kind of looking towards, uh, you know, a, maybe a full length or something to, to work with, maybe a label or something. But uh, oh, yeah. the idea is to because like, I mean, you were talking like about Portal and stuff and um, oh. you know, we're, we're also really into a lot of those like more dissonant bands. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, especially like later era abigor um i mean i love all abigor but yeah. their their later stuff and uh stuff like dotheim's guard and um thorns and like you know ulcerate and death spell omega and stuff like that but we we wanted to stay away from that kind of like because there's like a whole bunch of bands that are just that genre you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. Oh, yeah. swirly sounding mm-hmm. uh, dissonant black death or whatever so we're, we're kind of trying to stay away from that and adding in this like industrial element um so that that's kind of where we're going with that hell yeah, yeah. all right we're gonna give a shout out to these 16 people that are watching ask <laughs> some questions come on shoot some questions at them this is your time <laughs> um let's see here gouda says when's the next beefiest hit coming out the next beefiest yes yeah i don't know what the hell that means but you know I- <laughs> give us some beef uh it'll be some mock soy beef uh for you uh but uh you know i you know i can't i can't really 
can't really speak on that, but I can tell you. All right, it's all right. That the next, at least in the next uh, six months, there may be some sort of thing to look out for, but I can't. Really, I can't really say exactly what. All right. Ambience. Come on, do it. Ray, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Anyway, instead of the biggest gong, what is the biggest bong you have? <laughs> oh, I am. I am the wrong person to ask that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm actually the only member of Blood and Condition that doesn't really smoke weed. So I'm the same uh, way, man. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I used to smoke weed. I, I used to, but, <laughs> um, yeah, actually, you know, funny thing is that I, I think the bongs are not used as much as the dabs are used. Oh no, man. So, you know, I stay far away from that, though, personally. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's see. Oh, now we're getting questions here. Uh, <laughs> Chris said, uh, yo, man, live the live video was seriously rad yesterday. And I agree, man. That was super really cool. Good. I, I think the full, how you did like the full album just topped it off. Like, yeah. Just, yeah, we were, um, we were kind of, we, it kind of came out of uh, this fest this online fest that they were kind of asking us to do some live footage for in, in, a, in the practice space. And we couldn't get it done in time. Cause we were just, you know, we're just musicians. We're, we're not, you know, we're not right, very right, right. In time. So we kind of run on our own schedule. So we weren't able to get it done. And so we were talking to century media about what to do alternatively. And, and we really, we liked the idea of just playing the whole record especially because we just put this album out last fall and we've only played three shows since it came out. So yeah, right. Um, we wanted people to be able to get that experience. I mean, obviously it's not the, not the same, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we wanted to, to play the whole record and have people see it, um, how we've been playing it. Cause we played two shows in New York in February, right before the coronavirus hit um, two sold out shows. And, and those were great. We played the hidden history all the way through the first night and star spawn all the way through the first night. And then the second night we did hidden history and interdimensional and, you know, people were really stoked on that. And so we, we kind of wanted to bring that to a video format, you know, just cause that's how things are now. And here we are on, you know, zoom chats and everything. So now I noticed you had like four angles. Did, did you have like professionals there or was that, <laughs> Uh, so we, uh, yes, professionals for sure. Uh, well, yeah, no, I'm curious. Cause so, like, yeah. I mean, we used, uh, our really good friends. <clears throat> so, um, my good friend, Aaron, and, uh, he, he, he actually recorded all of it. Um, and the, the audio, uh, and so he mixed and mastered the audio for it. And then my good friend, Jamie, who's in like and Wayfair, uh, he, did all of the the video footage and um, the the, re the way that kind of came about was that uh, back when we were in bands like right out of high school, um, he would always be the guy with the camcorder at the party and like mm -hmm. filming people being really stupid and whatever. So he was always <laughs> the guy that just had camcorders just lying around and just filming. Right. And so um, you know, finally when uh, we were talking about doing this, I was like, oh, I could probably ask him and. So yeah, he had a couple cameras and just set them up. And I think one of the cameras is just his phone. Like he's right because I was like, I wonder <laughs> if they use like GoPros or something. Because like, 
Yeah, no, it wasn't that nice. It wasn't that nice. It was just like a couple camcorders um, and his in his phone. So <laughs> there it is. That, that VHS effect just makes it all like otherworldly and. Yeah, well, and it was also extremely foggy. We also know nothing yeah. about. We know nothing about actual like professional lighting, so it was. Just, yeah, throw the ball. The balls actually made the uh, the the video stand out. They're soul lamps, actually, and uh, yeah, soul lamps. Yeah, got to get those good vibrations, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got, we got salt lamps, and uh, I think there was like a disco ball behind me, and uh, and a bunch of fog. And that was, I, I think it does kind of add to a, a cool quality for the video. And I'm, I'm stoked that people are into it. Uh, we weren't really sure like how it was going to go. So uh, people seem to be uh, stoked about it. And, you know, um, there aren't that many, I guess, like more produced uh, live streams that happen. And we, and we really wanted to stay away from that. Like each member is in a different room doing it. Along oh, with- yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, that's not really our style. And also, like, you know, we, we're still, you know, we're basically quarantined together. We're just practicing all the time. So that's that's kind of, like, where right. I from anyways. So The one thing I noticed about that video was the snare. It sounded so good, man. Like, <laughs> I don't, it just, it had, like, this room effect. I don't know. Like, Yeah, that was all Aaron. He just threw a bunch of reverb on the Holy drum. shit, man. <laughs> It's so good. Do that more. I mean, also uh, the space that we recorded it in is actually um, Wayfarer and uh, like Kadanon and uh, a couple other bands practice space. Um, and so we we utilize that that space because it's very large and it has a really high ceiling, so it, it gets that big like roomy sound. And uh, Aaron has like a kind of a studio set up there, so we were able to get like a pretty good good quality sound recording. Right. All right. Let's so see what else. If it's on VHS, you know. Yeah, it don't matter. You look just... out for it, you know. <laughs> Buying that shit. Why yeah. do I gotta read all this? Let me see. Uh do you think riffs or frosty synths are more important for a good frosty black metal album? Oh man. <laughs> a good frosty black metal album. Okay. Um I mean, you gotta have you gotta have uh, the riffs first. Uh, you know, there can be keyboards, but I think a lot of bands that have keyboards forget to play guitar as well. Yeah, they just fucking crank up the synths. Um, and obviously, I'm I'm wearing a, a shirt of a band that uses both, so that that's my that's my opinion. Now, I love keyboards in pretty much all music, but definitely black metal. Uh, so, you know. Um, like especially in the the mid 90s like you know 94 to 97 that was like prime keyboard yeah (laughs) all right what is this band called for forder a c or something like that i can't even say it forder a c have you heard of them uh is it fortress or i don't know i can't i'm not i don't i don't think i have the the comments on my thing so i can't yeah top right as a comments thing. Oh, I see it. Oh, here we go. Okay, Fort, a fortress C or something. Yeah, that's uh, that's fortress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I called it with your your mispronunciation, which is uh, there you go. Great. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're good bands. Uh, they're from I believe they're from Quebec. They're uh, yeah, good stuff. They're like uh, you know, that kind of like melodic, but 
um, naturalistic, historical sounding black I'll metal. Take, I'll have to take notes on that. And what was the 421? Slam 420? Yeah, Slam 420. Got to gotta check it out. Are they on Instagram? What, what, what's they're, the on, pl- they're on Bandcamp. They're on Bandcamp. Check it okay. out. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the last question here is any plans for shows? I mean, obviously this isn't valid right now, but for Germany. Uh, I mean, we, <laughs> yeah, that's a hard one just because I mean, obviously, yeah, we're, we're trying to play shows whenever we can. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough time right now to, to make any, sort of promises or anything but uh as soon as we're able to travel blood incantation is going to be on tour um that's that's where we live basically so that's like our job so um yeah we're gonna we're gonna go everywhere uh that was our intention this year so you know fingers crossed that it's it's gonna be hopefully next year at some point but you know I mean, us, like anybody else, we're not holding our breath on that. Um, so it'll just be a matter of time to see how things get back to some some sense of normalcy. But, um, you know, that's just uh, that's just how things are. So, But yes, to – I think it's duck. Yeah, duck. Duck. <laughs> duck. To a German duck, um, yes, we will try to get to Germany and other places as well. And you better get them some beer. <laughs> Um, there it is. You better come to Rochester, man. Come on, <laughs> Rochester, New York, Buffalo. You came there, but it's an yeah. hour. And a, it's an hour to the right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if there's a if there's a good deal with a good show with with you know whatever a good venue, uh, you know that's we're not we're not beholden to any um, specific routing, so. You know, it's just a matter of who hits up our, our booking agents. So, all right. Well, I'm going to tell Oz from Rochester to hit you up. When there you go, man. Everything goes. For sure. For sure. Brenny, you got anything? No. No. Come I, on. You, you <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got plenty of answers. I got, I got more than my fair share of uh, knowledge from you. And I got a ton of bands. Slam 420 being probably the top <laughs> of the list because of the name. So it be, man, it's like it, their, their whole band is just about weed and aliens and smoking weed. And talk about Duck, Duck's going to check it out. Dude, Duck is. <laughs> for sure. And Vault saying, saying play with undeath. And I, uh, oh. I the, the two, the two uh, weird boys in metal, undeath yeah. and blood incantation. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay, Chris. <laughs> Chris, you're right, man. You really are. All right. Well, the next, I'll just thank you for uh, doing this. I appreciate your time and stuff. And uh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it was. Thanks for having me. It was. Uh, yeah, very laid back and easy interview. So I appreciate that. And right uh, on. Thank you for not asking all of the. The kind of repeated questions. Thank that you. I, nice. I appreciate. I did our best. See, <laughs> now I, I appreciate the fact that you said that to me because I've never, I've never had so many. Like I ask people, how are my questions? You know, and they're never like, <laughs> I don't know. I always tell them they suck so fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta stop asking these lame questions, man. 
I gotta tell you, man, I I I don't ever want to answer what our band name means again. To be honest, I mean, I get it if 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 I'm in I'm in maybe in Mongolia and someone's asking me what our band name means, like that's that's chill. But you know, we we've been a band for a long time, and I've been asked that question so many times. So I'm I'm glad that it was a. All right. So the last the last question is: Give me some things other than the name that you hate on interviews. Like what? Uh, I mean, it's just anything that's Googleable. You know, just don't ask. Right, me. right, right. That's just the main thing with interviews. Is like if I'm reading an interview with a band that I like, I don't need you to like explain or like ask like, oh, so like where are you guys from? And like, oh, I hate. <laughs> You can read that anywhere. Like that's just you. you so just, how is the show tonight? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it's fine, man. But like, that's not new information. So. What's your favorite song on the last album? Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. what was the best part of the record process? You know? Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, you know, here and there, it's fine. But yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, if it's like a totally new audience, like in a different country or something, it's different. But when it's, you know, it's the same people in America or wherever. Right, like, right. You know, but, you know, that's how that's how journalism is, you know, people. There we go. Copying other All stuff. Right. All right. Well, I'm going to plug the next one I'm going to do here. I'm going to be talking to the boys in Havoc uh, in a couple of days. So, well, they're, they're, I, I know those guys. So. Yeah, to uh, the people that are watching or not watching that might watch it later, be on the lookout for that. But uh, hell yeah. Brandon, Sick. thanks for chilling. Isaac, thanks for chilling. We're going to end it. I appreciate your time and uh, yeah, grind on. <laughs> thanks, cool. man. Uh, yeah, take it easy. See All right, you. Have a good one. All right.